0: Welcome to the Leo Learning Podcast, helping global organisations move learning to the heart of business strategy. Find us at leolearning.com. Today, we have Programme Manager Sophie Ride and Content and Press Specialist Jared Orlin talking about blended learning programmes for retail organisations. Hi Sophie. Hi Jared.
1: Today we're going to be chatting about blended learning in the retail space, a sector that you've spent a lot of time working in. You're out there in the field, you're chatting to a lot of the L&D departments in the retail sector. What is your understanding of a blended learning program?
0: So I think blended learning in its best format is getting the best of all worlds. It's kind of incorporating a magic recipe of different ways to present content and making it into a program that's effective for the solution that you want to achieve. So I think it's kind of Finding the best methods to get your point across and to get the learning across to the learners um, and doing that in a way that works for the sort of content matter that you want to convey. So I think depending on the content matter that you're looking at could very much determine what blend that looks like. So blends could look very different for very different sort of learning objectives within an organisation. And what I'm tending to find when I'm I'm speaking to retail organisations in my role at Leo is that. It's finding the definition of what blended learning could be for those organisations and then helping them find solutions that fit that.
1: Right, because a traditional definition of blended learning would be face-to-face training coupled with some digital or e-learning. Is there any difference for the retail sector?
0: Again, I think it's, it's just one of those that's quite similar across all sectors. I wouldn't say that it's specific necessarily to the retail sector. Okay. But I do think there are some considerations that we have to have when we're thinking about retail and thinking about the constraints of a retail organization and the particular way that retail operates. Um, so I do think it's more than just face-to-face and digital. I think there are an awful lot of elements these days that we can leverage. So... There's podcasts, there's internet forums, virtual classrooms, videos, games, all those kind of things that you can add into a blend that makes it super practical.
1: Okay, let's dive into that a little bit more. If you're a retail organisation, you've obviously got all sorts of disparate workers all over the country, uh, sometimes different countries across the world on different time zones. How could a blended learning solution help them?
0: So I think blends are perfect for retail, um, and I think it's perhaps something that needs to be done more of. <laughs> it's, it's kind of become a buzzword again. It was a buzzword a little while ago, and yeah. then kind of went off the boil and has come back. But I think blends work particularly well in retail due to the disparate workforce that you have. Um, so again, if there are sort of little bite-sized pieces of content that could be delivered via a mobile device, for instance, you're getting that information straight into the hands of the people that need it most. Um, so you know, someone on the shop floor who's perhaps rotated, who you know comes off and on. You've got a lot of people that you need to get that content to. So actually giving it to them in a way that works best for them. And um, so straight into their hands via a mobile phone or a tablet is super effective. So that could be anything from sort of a bite side piece of learning. So a piece of e-learning. It could be a podcast. It could be a video that somebody's watching around kind of product knowledge or kind of selling techniques that then allow them to use that information when they're directly on the shop floor. And um, so I think blends they're definitely something that kind of the retail environment can harness and and sort of maximise the the sort of effectiveness of it, I think.
1: What's working in a blend? What have you seen as a good example?
0: I think things that are practical tend to work best in retail. Um, If you can see that you can use what you're learning straight away, I think those types of things are kind of, you know, those are the things that stick. So either makes you think, makes you want to do something differently, it shows you how effective something could be. And so I guess, you know, one thing that I really learned from working in retail for a number of years in the sort of luxury fashion environment is that salespeople are extremely practical. Um, Theoretical things are nice and perhaps you know you might want to learn that but if you can see that something's working and is going to help you in your job role that's the thing that's going to stick. So it's those types of things that actually if somebody can see that they can actively use it and it's going to help them do their job role more effectively I think those types of things are the things that stick.
1: And those can be incorporated into a blend?
0: Absolutely. So you know you could have a video of best practice, for instance, and then you could be supported on the shop floor with a buddy to actually put that into practice. Or you could be given sort of you know sort of very practical step by step techniques to do something, which then you can apply straight away. So again, it could be it could be taken in that format. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So we've spoken about what would work in a retail environment uh, with a blended learning program. What wouldn't work?
0: I think when you're thinking about things that wouldn't work, it's those kind of lengthy interventions that are always going to be challenging to to implement. So say if you've got sort of an hours long e-learning course that you need people to sit down and do, Mm -hmm. that's going to be quite challenging to arrange in a retail environment. You've got to get people off the shop floor potentially to, to do that. You're not going to want to have them doing it whilst customers are in the store, for example. Again, those types of things are quite logistically difficult. And again, when you're thinking about sort of long or lengthy face-to-face training, it's better to have a slightly longer program to justify taking people off the shop floor, I guess. Uh-huh. So if you're doing something like leadership development, is it a couple of days of a program that they're doing? Again, to warrant the sort of the, the strength of the program and the gravitas of the program, taking them off the shop floor for 20 minutes isn't, isn't going to work for a bite-sized piece of face-to-face content, for instance. So again, it's thinking about what the solution is that you're trying to, to sort of create and what the learning points are. And again, thinking about the most effective way to get that across, which again, a long face-to-face course is not necessarily going to do.
1: So what considerations are there when designing a blended programme?
0: I guess, you know, there, there are lots of things to think about in terms of sort of making things effective for retail. And it is that kind of multi-device responsive design that we always think about and kind of, you know, how you can make it applicable for people who might be in an office. So say, you know, maybe a store manager is in an office perhaps more often than a sales associate. Again, another consideration that we have a lot for sort of global retail organisations is translations. Um, so again, making sure that it's easily translatable, whether that's sort of authoring tool choice or sort of the, the words that we're using, again, making sure that it's that flexible um, and also that we're localising it for sort of local populations too. So again, that's a consideration that we need to factor in.
1: Yeah, very important for a global retail organisation.
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, it goes above and beyond even the responsive design. It's it's a lot of what we're doing for retail at the moment is mobile first. And again, you know, you have to be considerate of that, that a mobile phone screen collateral is such that that's actually not much space. So again, you need to be thinking about the words you're using and and sort of making sure that all of the words that are on the page are valid and sort of, you know, there for Mm. a reason rather than sort of writing lengthy sentences for, for people to read because they're not going to be doing that on a mobile phone.
1: So is taking a micro learning approach to the content very important,
0: would you say? Yeah, I think it is important because again, I think then it gives you access to content that's suitable as and when you need it. So you can pick it up. And I guess where we perhaps need to get to and where it would be good to get to is that more pull approach from, from sort of learners in the retail organization. So rather than having to push content to them, they're actively looking for it. So, you know, I've spoken to organizations that want to do learning in a sort of YouTube fashion that actually people can see and can search for videos okay. and can sort of, you know, can, can get the content that they need as and when they need it. So it's that kind of accessibility of content, again, that I think is, is incredibly important and kind of creating it for people so they can find what they need.
1: The retail organisations that you're out there meeting, what are they looking for in their learning?
0: Um, effect, Return on investment, so effectiveness. Okay, very important. <laughs> yeah. um, and this often, you know, does come down to an increase in sales. So again, they want to see that people are actively using it. But I think most importantly, you know, retail organisations want to feel that people are engaging with their content, that they're finding it interesting, that they're sort of, you know, they're hungry to learn what it is that they're trying to convey. And I think, you know, ultimately the success criteria that, that organizations come back with is the, the sort of thirst for learning that they want people to have, that they want people to want more. So mm. actually once they've created one piece of learning, whether that's digital, face-to-face or, you know, a game, for instance, that they're kind of wanting to engage people to sort of uh, inspire the creation of more content.
1: If people want to know more about blended learning, there is a Leo ebook on blended learning, why it works and why it can work for you, which is available on the resources section of leolearning.com.
0: You've been listening to the Leo Learning Podcast, helping global organizations move learning to the heart of business strategy. Visit leolearning.com for more learning insights.